<laughs> Try again. You 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 always perfectly time the uh, your voice clear with bright when I start the show. Yeah, I just had something to eat, so you know. Yeah, you're a little phlegmy. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yo, <laughs> was that one on purpose? That was real. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I think I'm good. Okay. Now you're going to make me compulsively clear my throat. Um, yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. The format of the show is as follows. We put 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We usually get through between like five and seven of them. And then we just give our honest reactions to the, uh, the music that we hear. The goal is to just get new music in people's ears, even if we hate shit, even if we lambast stuff. If you enjoy it, go uh, buy a physical copy of it if that's a possibility. Um, support the band by going and seeing them when they're touring, when that becomes feasible again. Um, you know, get out there, check out new music. There's always dope stuff coming out. Also, um, obviously, if you're a regular listener, you know this is coming a couple days late. Um, couldn't record over the weekend. Nate accidentally left his mic out of town. And then Monday, we both had work obligations. Um, so we couldn't record it then. So you're getting it on Tuesday evening. Uh, but you're still getting it. So don't bitch about it. Um, beyond that, I guess I just I wanted to shout out a couple people. I've been getting a bunch of uh, I've been getting a bunch of letters from Fatty Hurst from the band Fatties. Um, like letters or e- emails? No, like uh, letters, not like full on letters, but like maybe a little note with like a sticker or like a postcard. Yeah, uh, I got a like, letter this week, so that that's why I asked. Okay, word. Yeah, I've gotten like I've got like three three pieces of mails mail from Fatty Hearst. So thank you for sending that uh, sending that my way. Um, also, what's, what's sh- he sending? Is it private Just, between you and Fatty? Yeah, it's private correspondence. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, no, nah, it's just, you know, just like a, a little, a little postcard with just exchanging some niceties, you know what I mean? Or just okay. like, yeah, and a couple fatty stickers. I got one, I got one sitting over here for you. Oh, nice. Um, and then shout out to, uh, Mark Palm from Super Crush and Night Prowler. He sent, uh, Nate and I over a couple copies of the last, uh, the last couple Night Prowler cassettes and a t-shirt. Um, so yo, thank you for sending that stuff over. And we've said it before. I always try to thank people for sending shit over, but thank you to everybody who's ever sent us physical copies of shit. That's uh, really dope and is definitely the, the sickest, um, unintended fringe benefit of doing this podcast that I did not expect when we set out on this journey. I did not expect to be receiving, uh, 
records and tapes and shit in the mail, but it's uh, it's pretty fucking cool to get records for free. So shout yeah. out to everybody who's ever sent us stuff because it's, it's really rad. Yeah. Uh, Nate, you got anything to uh, to cover up top this week before we jump into the show? Well, I did get, I told you I got a letter. Yeah. I got a letter from the band Rolex thanking me for my purchase of the seven inch and wishing good fortune upon me. And I don't okay. have it right in here, otherwise I would I would uh, read it. Uh-huh. The thing is, I ordered the seven inch, but never fucking got it. <laughs> really? I don't know if it's, you know, like I, I, I got a lot of shit like in the pipeline that I've ordered, you know? Yeah. Um. So you know, maybe it just hasn't gotten there yet. You know what I mean? I'm I, I'm fine. I I you know I don't need shit now, and I I understand like, you know, the world is every day worse than it was the day before. Yeah. Um. So who knows? Maybe it'll never even reach me alive. But um, I did get a letter from them, um, and uh, thanking me for my purchase, telling me that I have exquisite taste and that uh, riches would befall me. Um. <laughs> but indeed. I did not get a record. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's just funny that you received the thank you letter before you get the actual record they're thanking you for purchasing. Yeah, um, so I, that's what I'm guessing is just like, you know, hey, they're sending out a thank you note. It's it's a high class thing to do, as you would expect from Rolex, a band, indeed. you know, taking their name from the pinnacle of taste and function. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Um, did you order it from them or from the label? Ah, hell, I don't know. It was like four months. It was like two months ago. Whenever it went up, like it was a right. while ago. You know what I mean? It's probably it's probably the label. Yeah. Um. Whatever the band camp is, you know. Yeah, I I've I had a couple people that waited like two months on Killster City Records, and they were out like in the post, like the the USPS system, just bouncing around from city to city for like yeah. two straight months. So things are are rather fucked right now. But I, I guess if anything, this served to remind you of the fact that you haven't gotten your record yet, and you can maybe, um, you know, shoot an email to the label or something, and uh, and get 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 your copy. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I never got it, but I did get a thank you letter, so uh, that was a nice thing of them. Cool. Thanks, Rolex. Um, Anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, You know, Eddie Van Halen's dead, finally. Yeah, Um, that that kind of bummed me out. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah, it it did. I mean, for what for for what it's worth, uh, that is the feeling that I felt. I felt a little bit bummed that he had passed. He made some records that were uh, very important to me, and obviously, the dude was uh, was not. I mean, he wasn't dying age. We'll just say that. You know what I mean? No, I mean any age is dying age. I don't. Right. The moment you're out the hole, mm-hmm. you're you're next in the fucking noose. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> right. Any, yeah, but not, age, any age is dying age. But it was not the typical dying age. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, you know, it's a shame he's dead. We all know he's going to die. Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't want to make, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a shit here. Right. Right. Of course not. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's not my intention, but it's just uh-huh. kind of like, I was just talking to you about Kobe, right? Right. Like, hey, so what? <laughs> right? Like, look around you, right? I guess. You still fucking crying about Kobe? Look around you. I mean, if you're still if you're still actively bummed about some shit like that, about any stranger dying this far on... Yeah, I mean, sure, maybe take a moment to to uh, reprioritize your thoughts and emotions because 
that's a it, it rings a little weird um, to be uh, I don't know like morose about a stranger's death months and months after the fact, even if they are a stranger whose like work was important to you. Yeah. Um, but you know, Eddie's fucking fresh in the grave, you know what I'm saying? So I think we'll give people a minute for that one. Yeah. But when was the last time anybody was, anybody remembered that Eddie was not in the grave? I probably you know what I mean like, 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 yeah, you listen to those fucking Van Halen records and they rip, I mean, there's no point in listening to them after, you know, fucking Diamond Dave leaves the band. Sure. But I mean, come on. But like, it's not like you wake up and you're like, fuck yeah, Eddie's still out there. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's still fucking doing it. And as I've said before, like, I know people like to think that they have like a personal relationship with celebrities and shit because you can tweet them and shit like that. But that's all fake. Sure. So these, it's like, to me, they're not real as in like they have any any like manifest presence in my life they're yeah. a th- they're, they're a thing and that's not to say that they're not real and they don't you know they're not human beings and all that bullshit oh, i'm a real person too just cuz i'm an actor you know <laughs> but like yeah i get it so you know but like you're not important to me beyond like the fucking 15 minutes I saw you in that TV show or Eddie's not important to me beyond, you know, a few albums that they put out in the fucking late seventies and early and eighties. You know what I mean? Like fine. He's dead. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. But I guess it's more just like, it's like the morning of like a massive cultural figure whose importance can't be overstated on the sort of like historical landscape of rock music passing is just a moment for us to all like remember our mortality and be like, Oh man, that's a shame. Even legends pass. And then you move on obviously, right? You don't wear a black armband for a fucking month, but nonetheless, when it happens, it registers as a blip on my emotional radar. And I feel a moment of sadness for the passing of an icon. And I think, I think that 98% of people will probably relate to that feeling. No, 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 no. See, like if Eddie would have died in like, I don't know, 84, 85, uh-huh. right? Yeah. yeah. That would have been a big deal, right? Uh-huh. But like, no one gives a shit now. Everyone gives a shit. <laughs> everyone, everyone gives a shit. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I think, I think you, I think you, I think you drastically underestimate how many people there actually are to uh, apply the word everyone to. A lot of people gives a shit. A lot of people give a shit. We'll say that. Millions. Whatever. <laughs> so on that, I guess let's let's uh, move on to celebrating some artists who are still with us. Okay. Um, celebrating or um, eviscerating, the, the, I guess time hey, will tell. It's a celebration. It's a celebration of goodwill because nothing is meant in like seriousness. If your band sucks, that's fine. I'm sure plenty of people think, of, you know, everybody's band sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, it's a celebration in that uh, uh, we celebrate uh, making fun of your shitty band. <laughs> there you go. That's a very positive twist on it. Yeah. Um, I told you it's time to be more positive. <laughs> For sure. Well, you're you're really sticking to it. <laughs> so, so up first, we've got Corrupt Vision. Uh, Corrupt Vision is a band from California. This was sent in by Austin Jenkins, who is the individual who called us la- last week and told us that we were fucking morons. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what Austin's spinning. He mentioned this in his call. Um, it is 
I guess power violence um, mixed with ska. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a nightmare. Okay. I hope we land on that one. Yeah, I really hope we do too. And it looks like a, a fair amount of people support it have purchased this. Um, it's, I don't know, man, maybe there's, I guess maybe I'll hear it and something will click for me and I'll, and suddenly the concept won't seem so absurd, but I doubt it. Then yeah. next up, we have a band whose name I cannot pronounce because they are from Oslo, Norway. Uh, Daufot, Daufod, Dofod. It's D A U F. O-D-T. Uh, the record is A Thousand Island, which I like. Great sauce. Great condiment. Yes. This, this was sent in by John from the band The Path, who sends in a lot of stuff our way and has been sending in a shit ton of uh, international stuff. So thank you for that. I don't know anything about this other than that he, he sent it in. He said it rips. Um, then we have got Louisiana Lot Lizards with Back to the Lamp. This was sent in quite a while ago. I think next month it will, in two months, this will be a year old. Um, Joey just was trying to get this in uh, before the cutoff because they were supposed to have a full length out by now, I guess. But uh, then the COVID and all that sort of indefinitely put put off the recording of their full length. So they're just now finally getting that done. This is a Fort Wayne area local band who... Uh, who I've seen play live, but uh, I have not listened to this release. So this is a resubmission from a few months ago. Then we have got Offhand with uh, their release Here Lies Nothing. This is another resubmission by Ryan, who plays in this band. He is a uh, recent convert of the show. Um, so, yo, shout out to Ryan. Thanks for listening. We didn't get around to you a few weeks ago, so we'll see if the dice favors you this time. Then we have Shackles with Hatred's Reservoir. This is a band from Australia. It was sent in by Niall from from Australia. Um, said it is like uh, D-beat with some death metal influence in there. Then we have got Violent Christians with their No Speed, No Punk demo. I have not heard this, but it looks pretty fucking cool. It was sent in by Rusty, my homie from the Northwest. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard this. Okay. Um, it looks rad. Um, I mean, the layout and everything, you know, mm-hmm. and that checks all the boxes for sure mm-hmm. rusty has some really wild musical opinions but typically if he's into a new band or if he recommends a band to me um it's typically pretty fucking good so i i, uh, I remember liking this well enough but not being blown away by it so it'll be nice to revisit it okay uh then we've got endorphins lost with their demo 2020 this is a band that we've had on the podcast before um they self-submitted this was uh sent in by brandon from the band i i honestly I kind of remember this band and remember kind of liking it. I think, I think it was like metallic grind stuff. Um, he said, this is, uh, these are some pre-production demos for a record that they're working on, um, that he recorded at home. So, uh, yeah, I think this is like metallic, metallic grind stuff from the Seattle area. Then we have got command with terror escape. This is a band from LA on the maggot stomp roster. I believe that I have not yet heard. This was sent in by a couple different people. My homie, Trey York, Indiana native who lives down in Florida now, and then Ryan Donahoe, who's always sending in good stuff. So, um, you know, the mix of this being on Maggot Stomp and sent in by two people whose opinions I uh, trust, uh, it's probably pretty good. Then we have got another band whose name I cannot pronounce, uh, Hetze, H-E-T-Z-E. Uh, this is uh, their split with Dismal Fucker. This is a band from Belgium. It was sent in by... Uh, coincidentally, a person whose name I can't pronounce. Um, this he is he's been a Patreon subscriber for a long time. I've even texted with him. Um, I believe his name is pronounced Kawe. It is K A W E H. Um, you know, uh, 
shame on your parents for giving you a name that is not easy to pronounce upon glancing at it. Um, I'm sure that your elementary school years were riddled with nightmarish. You got to be used to it by now, right? Right. Yeah. One would imagine. Um, yeah, I think he just said, this is kind of just, uh, uh, just blown out, blown out punk from, uh, from Belgium. Then we have got the last up, Soul Glow. With uh, they, well, they have a new record. It's not out yet. It's called Songs to Yeet of the Sun. Um, the track that was submitted to us is Quietly Do the Right Thing. This was sent in by Derek M. Um, my homie Ruben plays in this band. Um, I, I enjoyed their last release. They do stuff that is definitely hardcore adjacent, um, but incorporates kind of weird alt elements too, and elements of other just like gen- generally heavy music. Uh, not not dissimilar to something like Gouge Away uh, or something like that, mm. um, but I have not listened to the two singles that they've released off of this upcoming record yet. And that is everything we got in the queue this week. So let's see what's up first. All righty. Um, one. Look at that. All right. Wow. Your wish were your wish was granted. I had a ten percent chance. Yep. So the first first thing is corrupt vision. They're split with uh, Sibinok. Um. So yeah, this is a California band that is evidently power violence meets ska. Um. It's a it's a formula that I would never have even dreamt up, not even in my nightmares. Um. Their tags are punk, crack rock steady, which is a reference to leftover crack. Never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, hardcore, Orange County, power, power violence, straight edge. Okay, so they're a straight edge power, vi- a straight edge sky infused power violence band. Um, I hope this is a joke because um, conceptually, whether you know it or not, it is a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's. I just want to kind of jump right into it. I Yo, guess. they got a they got a bunch of fucking releases though. They sure do, man. How long have they been around? Um, um uh, the 2016. Wow, four years. A power violent ska band has existed for four whole years. That is uh, preposterous. Let's see if this individual, let's see if uh, Austin Tyler said anything about it. He said he recommends Get Out Your Guns because it's a sa- the best sample of what their band plays. Okay. okay. All right. Um, I guess let's take Austin Tyler Jenkins' word for it then. So we're going to listen to the song Get Out Your Guns by the band Corrupt Vision off of their split with a band whose name I can't pronounce because it's a stupid fucking name.
Okay. All right. So we just heard the song Get Out Your Guns by the band Corrupt Movement. Um, so that that was pretty much just like straight up leftover crack, choking victim style, ska core. I didn't hear any power violence in that. I kind of want to listen to this really short song, F Minus for Effort, because I was really looking forward to the awkward inclusion of some like phoned in power violence part. Yeah, I agree. So I, I thought maybe I thought maybe like at the chorus where it was all capitalized, that would that would be like, you know, blast beats and fucking Yeah. You know. No, for sure. So I'm a little disappointed by what I heard on many levels. Um, but before we get into that, I, I wanna tr- I wanna see if they make make good on this promise. So let's listen to the second song because it's only thirty eight seconds long. Uh that seems like it's rife for fucking um blast beats and and uh and horns i guess um so let's listen to f minus for effort real quick all right Okay. Not a single blast uh, beat. No. So okay. So so let, let me just jump into my multi-level disappointment then here. So, I, I, you know, as I stated up top, I wasn't expecting anything good out of this, just based solely on the description um, and like everything. The presentation, their logo is like the grindcore anti-music logo, except instead of the instead of like notes, um, there's like the two-tone ska guy. Right. Well, they have something called the um, anti-ska crew. Yeah, the OC anti-ska crew. Yeah. Um, so, so everything about this was like pretty much off putting to me, but I was hopeful just because like the promise of power violence and ska, um, was, I mean, just like the potential for hilarity, uh, was, was promising. I was really looking forward to that and it didn't deliver on that on any level. So get out your guns was just like second rate third wave ska i mean pretty much all third wave ska is second rate music um but it was just like straight up leftover crack worship stuff i, I have um a bit of a soft spot for leftover crack and choking victim they're like two of the only third wave ska bands that i enjoy at all just because hey, of what about uh, against all authority as well <laughs> no no thanks <laughs> um, but uh I, I have somewhat of a soft spot for them just because of like where I, how old I was when I heard them, you know what I mean? Like, and when they were popular and shit, but, uh, but that's about as far as that goes. I certainly don't want to hear anybody rehashing that sound in 2020. That's deeply embarrassing. Um, and, uh, then F minus for effort wasn't even like a power violence song. It was just kind of like a short, fast, hardcore song that very much felt like phoned in, sort of just like entry level hardcore. I mean, it was like, it felt like, it felt like people that normally play ska wanting to play fast hardcore. Right. Yeah. So like the idea of just like transitioning back and forth from track to track between like, we're going to play a fast, boring, hardcore song real quick. And then we're going to play a boring ska song. That's not really like an interesting 
blending of two genres that's you just being like schizophrenic about the music that you want to play and not being able to just have the nuts to commit to being a shitty ska band you know what i mean like if you're going to be a fucking ska band in 2020 the only way you can even begin to earn my respect is by committing to the fucking bit full in two-tone fucking yeah, all the way, yeah, right? Right, yeah. I want to see you. I, I want to see you in your fucking rude boy suits. I want to see you skanking up there. I want you to have a token black dude doing, you know, toasting. Um, I want the whole nine yards. I want the two-tone thing. Uh, and and you, than- have to, you have to suffer through the indignity of it right? for at least a decade before people finally say, yeah, that dude's legit. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. You got to walk you got to walk the walk for a long fucking time. Um so yeah, I don't know. This was I was disappointed in how in in just like how not hilarious this was. It was just it was like it was bad in a very pedestrian way. I was I was expecting this to be like transcend transcendentally bad or transcendently bad rather. Um in the sense that it was like genuinely trying to blend power violence and ska, but it didn't do anything of the sort. And I, I'm really disappointed by that. So, yeah, I did. Whatever. I, I never, you know, who gives a shit about ska, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only, the only time I'm listening to it is if it's like first wave shit, right? Right. Yeah. OG. And even then I didn't really fucking get it until, you know, I was basically done fronting on being like, you know, like an aggro hardcore dude. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am not listening to this. I am not listening to leftover crack and choking victim. Yeah. No, man. I honestly like the folks that I would see. So I'm, you know, I'm a prick and I judge people by what they look like all day long, every day, all day, every day. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, I saw some dude looking at me from a, you know, perfectly reasonable, um, like a young dude with glasses and a perfectly reasonable looking like fuel efficient vehicle had a red light. I'm sure that he and I jive on everything, most, most things. And, uh, but I was looking at him and he's looking at me and I went, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I do that right? all day. Yeah. Nice fucking glasses. I mean, your, your neck is as big around as my wrist. You piece of shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. God, it must fucking suck. Right. And yeah. I just sat there and like stewed looking at him. And he like, he wouldn't make eye contact me, with me at the red light. He was sitting like next to me. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> so I, I judge people every day, all day on what they look like. Everybody yeah. does. Everybody does. Right. Sure. Um, so I would see people with like choking victim or leftover crack uh, paraphernalia at shows. Mm-hmm. No, look at you. Right. <laughs> you look like shit. You drink, you smoke, fuck you. I'm not <laughs> listening to that fucking band. I don't give a shit what they sound like. All I need to know is that you're fronting them, right? Right. So that's how that was my position on them. And then when I did finally like find myself in a position to say, okay, let's see. No, of course. I was right the whole time, right? <laughs> Indeed. Your biases were confirmed. Bias is 100% confirmed. This is... So you, you mentioned like you have a sweet spot for choking victim and leftover crack simply because of, um, you know, like you were at a certain age, you know what I mean? Right. And I feel like this sort of music, we say this quite a bit about it, like, especially I say this all the time about fucking kiddie pool beatdown shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this in particular seems to like, there's a window of like, 
I don't know, 15 to maybe 20, mm-hmm. 21. Yeah. Where you're real susceptible to bands trying crazy new things like ska in hardcore. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. You know? Uh, yeah. Because just simply based on the novelty, right? Like right. that, I mean, so many bands that were, were incredibly sick to 14, 15 year old me. Um, it was just because it was novel. They were just presenting an idea that I had not been presented with before, and that alone was enough to win me over. And then in retrospect, not only does the idea not seem so novel, but uh, the execution also sucks. So like those two things com- combined make for uh, something with not a long shelf life. Yeah, exactly. It, it just, you know, so like this band, for whoever likes this band now, is going to stick around and be like, oh yeah, that fucking... The hell's the name of this band? Corrupt Vision. Corrupt yeah, Corrupt Vision. Vision was a lot of fun. But then, literally, in fifteen years, this same person will hear something that sounds exactly like it and be like, "This is fucking bullshit." Right. Yes. Yeah. For sure. You know. For this, sure. This is fucking. This is fucking bullshit. And for me, like, I don't have a soft spot for it. But um, you know, like, Against All Authority blew up in like you know the second half of the nineties for a second, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of folks in that age window that were. Uh, kind of all over it yeah. um i like folks that like uh, folks that like you know were stalwart fucking layer wearers of the painted leather you yeah. know um stalwart stalwart street warriors with like conflict logos painted on their fucking studded jackets that suddenly were about you know against all authority right you know it yeah. sucked then it sucks now this sucks too yeah I yeah, mean, I think- fine. You have fun. That's cool. But believe me, just like I t- just like I said with the beatdown, folks. Trust me. Someday, someday. Yeah, I will say though, there's a there's a higher chance, there's a higher probability of a ska person being a lifelong ska person. No, but the, see, but this isn't ska. This isn't. This isn't true. We already established that. Yeah, dude, this is sick. We've finally taken the step into not only gatekeeping punk, hardcore, metal. Now, metal. Ska. now we're gatekeeping ska, dude. We, right. We've collected all the badges now. Right. Well, look, when I look at them, I don't see, I don't, I don't see any fucking, any, anything that identifies as ska fashion, right? No, there's no ska accoutrement. Right. This is, this is the imposter. <laughs> yes, this is false ska, right? Yes. This is the imposter. This is trying to do something fun, and I applaud them for that. Um, have fun with it, but believe me, no one likes it. Right. Yeah, for sure. People only like it insofar as it's not another fast band fucking yelling at them. One thing yeah. I will say props about is, you know, hey, props on, uh, I guess, uh, writing some pretty fucking pointed lyrics, right? Yeah, sure. Now that sort of cuts both ways, though, too, because uh, a song like "Get Out Your Guns," mm-hmm. um, yo, you better be ready to stand by then. <laughs> yeah, for real, because uh, uh, we are getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, if you're putting into the song, um, you know, it's it, it's going to be a bad look when the moment comes and you kind of just lock your door and go, ah, I didn't think it was actually going to come to this. Never yeah, mind. Just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, uh, we got uh, we got old boys getting ready to kidnap governors and fucking dome them. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying uh, one side is walking the walk. <laughs> or at least trying to fucking walk the walk. Right. 
Yes. Yeah. So no, for sure. whatever, have fun. This sucks. You'll realize that sooner or later. <laughs> Indeed. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Five is Violent Christians. Um, they uh, provided a YouTube link, so I don't know if there's a band camp in which you can hear this. Um, it's on the No Deal YouTube, um, so you can find it there. The release is No Speed, No Punk. It is a demo that came out at the beginning of this year, I think in February or oh, March. Oh, fuck. Speaking of walking the walk. Yep. Again, the Hogs of Freedom ride. Uh, if um, you go to Roach Leg Records, Bandcamp, it's on there. Uh, what is it? Roach Leg? Mm-hmm. Okay, word. Um, oh, yeah, indeed. Let me uh, let me just go to that then. That'll make my life way easier. Thanks, Rusty. Thanks, Rusty, for not be- being able to do the quick Google search to provide us with a link to where you can actually purchase and listen to music in a convenient form- format. Yeah, hey, Rusty, in case you didn't know, there's a site called Bandcamp. We can find all this stuff in a much easier format. <laughs> indeed so let's uh i guess let's just start at the beginning of this thing oh actually no they have uh they have the second song queued up to play so we'll uh we'll trust their intuition so we're gonna listen to the song bullshit junkie which i like the name of uh uh uh, by violent christians off of their release no speed no punk Okay, we just listened to the song Bullshit Junkie by the band Violent Christians off of their release No Speed, No Punk. I gotta say, I like the uh, I like the ambiguity here of that title because I couldn't understand a single word that this dude said. So yeah. I'm, I'm left wondering if he's calling out a person for like being a junkie and acting like an asshole or if he's calling out somebody for being a false junkie, a poser junkie who is not really about what they say. You know what I mean? He's, he's in the in crowd of like real true junkies and he's calling out this, this person that's just something that kind of hangs on the periphery of their scene, but can't really get down. I, I kind of hope it's the latter. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there's a little more that that's edgier, right? Ooh, <laughs> Indeed. I'm a junkie. Look how cool I am. Fuck you. You're a bullshit junkie, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm yeah. fucked up right now. You would fuck you. you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You don't, you don't live the life. Right, right, right. Cause you know, it's great life. <laughs> great life. Proven. Proven, proven great life. It's a proven great life, man. I mean, if you really if you really want to fucking see the world and engage in uh in, in, engage in uh, I guess uh uh expansive erudite conversations, see the world, meet interesting people, it's a proven it's a proven winner. <laughs> for sure the jury yeah that's as as we've said before uh jokes aside that's one of those things where the jury is super not out on heroin 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it's, right, right. I mean, hey, this isn't. It's it's not like this is some sort of like mystical drug from the far east anymore. No, no, the consensus is fucking reached. Uh, right. Do not try heroin; it is bad. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yo, that was pretty capable. Uh, you know, hardcore punk in the vein of first wave U.S. hardcore stuff. Um, you know, super super competently played, well delivered production was good. I enjoyed what I heard. I think kind of to mirror what you said um, initially, not not blown away by this. I, I don't think it's going to, it didn't like, it didn't stand out among, a, you know, a massive, a massive wave of bands doing similar things right now. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and part of it, I mean, for me, part of that is I really like the production on this demo. Mm-hmm. because it makes it sound like it was recorded in like 83. Right. But I think that's also part of what fucking hurts it because it doesn't fucking like just smack you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it is a demo. Uh, right. So- it is a demo. So just keep that keep that in mind. We're spoiled now. I mean, we're, you know, we're used to demos almost sounding like, you know, well, better than studio tracks from fucking 10, 15 years ago. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, because yeah, I mean, for a demo, this is, this is good. I'm I'm definitely sure. And that's what I'm saying. I think that like it, it grabs me in in one way it grabs me because it sounds legitimately old. Right. Right. Yeah. If I saw this, if I saw a beat up copy of this used just with the fucking logo, like they've mastered, they've mastered the, the aesthetic of looking like old amateurish hardcore. Yes, for sure. Right. And sounding that way too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think that also kind of like, I, I don't know, like I hear other demos, I'm like, holy fuck. Like it just, you know, grabs me by the f- fucking throat right away. Yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, this, th- this to me like evokes basically, this is like, um, the younger, the younger sibling of like the matrix stuff. Cause to me, matrix, like the matrix demo is one of my favorite things that I've heard in the last 10 years, period. It's so fucking good. And it's in exactly the same vein as this. Similarly, their logo and everything, their aesthetic is like perfectly dialed in. They have completely and utterly captured the spirit of that first wave of, of us hardcore stuff, but it fucking hits it hits so fucking hard the songwriting is insane the production is perfectly dialed in everything about it is great and this is totally in the same vein as that stuff but just like it made me want to listen to matrix demo like straight up hearing this i'm just like fuck i want to go listen to that matrix tape um but again this is really good like no doubt about it so like i said super competently played totally captures uh the essence of early american hardcore for sure I'm stoked to listen to the rest of this and hear what's coming next. It was good, but there's just a glut of bands doing similar stuff right that similar stuff to this right now that are doing it at like the utmost upper echelon of that particular subsect of hardcore. Um, so this doesn't like bang me over the head, um, but it is good, and I'll definitely check out the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. That's I said. It's it, it's it's good, but it doesn't. What I said, I, I liked it well enough, but it didn't stick out when I heard this, you know, three months ago or four months ago, whenever it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. All right. Two. All right, two is Louisiana Lot Lizards, hometown heroes, according to some. 
Um, I have booked this band at my house a couple times. I have seen them before. This is, uh, as I mentioned when they've come up in the queue previously, super not my cup of tea, sonically. Uh, they put on a good live show. Kids go off to them. Um, they're good musicians. They have like a solid stage presence. Like they fucking go off. Um, they're fun to watch. Um, but I don't think I've ever actually listened to any of the recorded material just because, you know, they don't play music that, uh, that appeals to me typically. So we are going to listen to don't let the bastards run your life, which is the first song off of their release back to the lamp. All right, we just heard the song Don't Let the Bastards Run Your Life by Louisiana Lot Lizards off of their EP Back to the Lamp. Nate, how'd you feel about it? It's fine. Um, I've seen these guys a couple times live, you know, mm-hmm. 
live in Fort Wayne. I don't think I've ever watched a full set, but I've watched, you know, more than half of a set. Sure. Um, my attention span just isn't there for like more than 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and as I recall, these guys generally go at least longer than 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but that's easy to do when you're writing, you know, like three to five minute long songs. Sure. Um, it's fine and it's well done, but I don't listen to stuff like this, period. Mm-hmm. Full yeah. stop. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I totally get why people like them. Um, and I bet if I heard this in like 2006, seven, mm-hmm. I would have liked this a lot better. Right. I have found that as uh, I, w- I was thinking about this because I made, you know, that death metal uh, playlist and I've been, I've been listening to a lot of old death metal. I don't want music to be more than one thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want, I don't want to hear like, I don't want to hear death metal with hardcore influences. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I used to like nails a lot, but when I revisit nails, I don't fucking like it. Yeah. It, I just rather fucking listen to, you know, fucking entombed. Sure. Right. I'd rather listen to fucking death metal, Swedish death metal. And I feel that way about a lot of things. Like I don't like, I'm not really into to like um, uh, I guess we could say um, um, genre blending very much anymore. I want it to be one thing, and I want it to be very good at one thing instead of being okay at several things. Right. Um, and so that's how kind of how I feel about it. Like like there was a hardcore riff in there mm. about halfway through with like the chorus or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, that's, that's pretty decent, right? That's a pretty decent hardcore riff. Like make that a fucking minute 20 long song and I'd be more into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I'm just, I get that, that everything is fucking limited. Basically every goddamn note that can be hit on a fucking, you know, on a fucking guitar fret uh, on, on the neck of a guitar has been hit. You know what I right. mean? Like yeah. there's, there's nothing else you can do with it if you're playing it the way that it was designed to be fucking played. Sure. Right. So the only thing you can do is like recombine things and stuff like that. And we're kind of, you know, basically, I don't know, getting close to 70 years into rock and roll as a broad umbrella term. Mm-hmm. We're running out of room. Yeah, definitely. You know? So people start to fucking, you know, Tex-Mex it up a little bit, right? They they want to, when, when uh, I was in uh, Winnipeg, there was a... There was an Italian and Chinese place called Chitoli, <laughs> serving ch- uh, Chinese and Italian food together. Right, yeah, that's a great name, Chitoli. Right, yeah. And so that's that's what we're that that's kind of where we see with this. It's like I don't know Mexican food with a Polynesian flair sounds like it might be okay, uh-huh. but I'd rather just eat Mexican food. Right, right, right. And I, yeah. I kind of feel that way about a lot of my music anymore, too. Like, I just want it to be one thing. I want death metal to be fucking tomb, mold from the tomb, fucking brutal death metal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want black metal to be unlistenable, fucking obtuse, nasty fucking bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and never the twain shall meet. I'm not interested in, 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 in that interested in, in, like, the blending of them. And right. even though there's a lot of fucking overlap, right? Sure. I want my grindcore to be the fastest, most fucking savage, most fucking just like riffing fucking grindcore, period, right? Mm-hmm. I want my hardcore to be clean and fast and angry, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just where I am. And so yeah. when I hear stuff like this, I get it. It's fine. But it's just, there's too many, there's too many fucking flavors in that stew. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I, I imagine there's probably a lot of people that are of that persuasion. I'm not in the same camp. Um, I mean, I do appreciate uh, when a single thing is just expertly executed for sure. Um, and it doesn't, doesn't aim to be many things at once when it just hones in on a particular sound and, uh, does that to the nth degree for sure. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down to, uh, I'm down to, to, to get into some genre blending for sure. Um, this to me is just, it's kind of a relic of a bygone era and it's one that I lived through and, um, have very little nostalgia for, this is taking, you know, don't get me wrong, certainly the better bands of the early to mid aughts um, metalcore scene um, as inspiration. And a lot of those bands were drawing from good bands like uh, like Botch. Um, and there are notes of that in here. But I, I know for a fact that Joey, who's the principal songwriter of this band, worships at the altar of a, a handful of bands that I, I was around for when they were in their heyday and I don't give a shit about now. Um, Every Time I Die, uh, Norma Jean, The Chariot, these are bands that I never latched onto. Joey also really loves Converge and he also really loves uh, a lot of that Death Wish catalog, um, which shines through in this for sure. Um, Boy, if there's one band you know I don't give a shit about. Yeah, and I'm a Converge mega fan, right? But I don't uh I I don't typically like bands that are pulling a lot of like clear influence from them. I, I wouldn't say the Converge influence is hyper present in in this band's music, but it's certainly detectable. Anytime um, you anytime you hear like basically metal blended with like metal metal and like technical hardcore blended together or whatever it's fucking converge right 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 sure you know yeah, what i mean like it's it's in the fucking dna somewhere whether right, or not yeah. you got to go back four generations it's there yeah exactly um but you know as you said this is really really well executed it's just it's just not it's just not for me that's really all i can say about it like this just isn't music crafted to please me it's not anything that i can engage with in a meaningful way when and you i know, see it, god damn it if these motherfuckers are going to please anybody it should be us they said that right exactly right, that's right music to please gray gordon yes you're never going to please me ever right 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 but at least you can aim for me right um so you know that said that out of the way this is this is good for what it is if this is your lane you'll fuck with it well executed great players uh good live band just straight up not music for me the one like genuine crit critique that i have that i've been wanting to tell joey because i like joey a lot but he didn't ask for my opinion until he did and now that you're now now that we're broadcasting out to hundreds of people and uh, you're probably listening into this. I can finally tell you because the, the critique has been solicited. Um, you got to change your fucking name. You got to change your name. That is the most local of local band names I have ever seen in my fucking life. It rings of fucking sweaty VFW halls in the worst possible way. It, it, it rings of bands that are destined to never escape their local basement scene you gotta get a better name louisiana lot lizards is such a shitty like jokey we're we're young guys just we don't care this isn't important to us we're just getting together and playing heavy music and that's cool that's fine but i know you and i know that you have at least some aspirations with this band you would if you could you would play bigger rooms you would fucking play bigger tours 
if you could. And I think that you have the potential to because the band is good and you could easily open up an Every Time I Die tour and fucking their fans would go nuts for the shit you're playing. You could do well in a particular lane, but the band name Louisiana Lot Lizard sucks so fucking bad and you absolutely have to change it. It's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. I, 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 I kind of agree with that. Um, that. That name is enough for me to say, eh, never mind. Yeah, of course. Right. It's like I see that name in print and I'm like, of course, I'm not going to fucking like this. And and you're doing yourself a disservice because your band is better than your name by a by a mile. And, and as for, to, to, to the to the like local VFW, how many like tip, how many bands in Fort Wayne in, in the Fort Wayne area have tried to sound like this in the past 15 years? Many, many, right? Many. These guys are doing it better than any of them that I can think of. I mean, I ran a fucking house show, you know, a house for a long ass time. I've seen for a sure. million fucking bands that sounded like this, heard them anyway, didn't necessarily watch them. <laughs> right. um, and like, and, and they were all local and I put them on the fucking bill because I knew that, hey, that's, an, you know, that's a fourth band. And I know that, you know, there's 15 kids are going to show up, going to show up for this. Right. Right. Um, but they sucked. Right. right. Yeah. Like this band is fairly decent from what I can tell at what they're trying to get to. It's not my fucking bag. Right. Right. But uh, they're better than any, any of the other local bands I've heard doing this. Sure. But yes. That name is uh, definitely, um, definitely doesn't pass a sniff test, man. No, nah, not at all. Not I mean, at all. It's just that it steers you in the wrong, in 100% the wrong direction. Yes, for sure. For sure. You're right. not you're not catching the eye of interested adult listeners. Yeah, um, I mean you might as well name your fucking band like Bertha's Boobs. Right? <laughs> yes. Rob's right. Hog Farm. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 yeah, the same exact same energy. Um but uh beyond that, yeah, this music not for me well executed if this is your shit. Um you know, support this band. They're they're good folks. I like them a lot. Um, they're fun to see live for sure. Um, but you know, just not my shit, not my lane. Uh, so let's, uh, let's roll the dice. All righty. Two again. Okay. Two is offhand. The release is cut the cost. The song that they submitted to us is, uh, no, I'm sorry. The song is cut the cost. The, the release is here lies nothing. So they wanted us to listen to this song specifically. Well, it's the only Um, one that's loading. I get, well, that's because I put the link to that song. Well, it must be the one they want us to hear then. Well, it is, as I just uh, <laughs> indicated to you. <laughs> um, okay, so so like I said, this is, uh, this is a Nashville band. Um, Ryan from this band, who I believe is the vocalist, sent this over to us. Um, he sent it over initially a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, said he's a, a fairly new listener to the show um, and just you know wanted kind of to just send this in for fun. Um as I said, the first time I was in the queue, the artwork makes me feel like this is not for me. <laughs> um, the art is like, I would, I would avoid it like the plague if I saw it. That's just, that's just how I feel. This is like, it's really like there's a million Photoshop layers on it, like texture layers mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Um, it's really like polished. It, it screams like uh, graphic design is my passion. And that logo, man. 
Yeah, and the logo is is uh, not not good. That, um, uh, yeah, that logo. And then, oh, look, the moth. Its abdomen is a pair of spooky fucking ribs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It just it has all the hallmarks of a thing that is uh, not for me. But we're going to give it a fair shake. I could be completely wrong. So we're going to listen to the song Cut the Cost by the band Offhand off of their release, Here Lies Nothing. You, you, you done? Yeah, I, I, that's the fucking like that. The rest, of, the rest of the songs, except save one, are two minutes more than two minutes long on this. Right. So I don't think, think that that was representative of what this this band normally sounds like. You think we've been misled? I do think we've been misled. Like Ryan knows what we want to hear, so he's like, "Don't listen to the other any other songs." No, no, no. Just listen to cut the cost. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. That's what we sound like. Kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, the first the song that he sent us the first time that he sent it in was the song Dirt Dealer. Okay. So so let's and he changed it on this release. He was like, actually listen to this song. So I, I really think maybe he's been listening to the show for the last few weeks and he's like, Oh shit, they're gonna fucking they're totally gonna rip apart Dirt Dealer. Let let me send him the one that doesn't actually sound like our band. All right. Well well let's let's give him a second fair shake because they didn't give us a fair shake. <laughs> right. Yeah. We 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 uh, you know, it's I appreciate your ruse. Your attempt to bamboozle us, but you didn't pull the wool over our eyes. So we're, we're a little gonna... we're a little long in the tooth not to check the lengths of the songs. <laughs> Indeed. So we're gonna listen to the song "Dirt Dealer" by Offhand.
Okay. All right, Ryan, you sneaky son of a bitch. See, we were right. Our intuition was correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you don't write a 48 seconds, a 45 second song, be like, yeah, okay, pretty straightforward, you know, metallic hardcore with an emphasis on the hardcore. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know what? The rest of the songs are exactly the same, but four and a half times as long for some reason. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we were not tricked there. This is this is more representative of what I was expecting when I saw the logo and, and, and all of that. And I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate the attempted ruse, but we're just too cunning for that. Um, so the first song when I was like, I looked at like the picture that they have and it looks like Ryan is wearing a cursed shirt in it. Mm. And when I heard that first, that first track, I was like, okay, yeah. You know, dude, dude in a cursed shirt in 2020, this is the band he would be in for sure. Um, it, it, you know, it was short, it was to the point there was like a little metallic, uh, undertone to it. But as you said, the emphasis was on the hardcore. Um, you know, it was fast. It was to the point and it was pretty well done. I mean, it wasn't like amazing. It wasn't standout, but it was solid. Um, this song had like more chugging in it. Um, it had, it was definitely the emphasis was on the metallic more than on the hardcore in this stuff. Um, still, notes here and there dna of cursed and bands of that ilk are in here this wasn't like this isn't like a mesh shorts meathead metallic hardcore you know what i mean this is not this is not giving me vibes of like 200 dudes with well 200 pound dudes with well-groomed beards wearing a lanyard for some reason um, right but that's exactly the vibe i got when i looked at like the fucking logo and everything like that though. yeah 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 for sure there are a lot of mixed signals being sent with this band um including from Ryan himself trying to mislead us. Um, but you know, this was fine. It was, it was well executed enough, but the, the second song that we heard dirt dealer, it was, you know, not, not for me. Um, and, and the production choices I think are strange for the style of hardcore that you're, you're going for. There's, There's not a lot of bite to like the guitar tone, the bass, I can hear it growling down there, um, like you got the tone right, but you buried it, and there's no low end in the mix at all. No, and that guitar was like, in the second song especially, like almost sounded happy and jangly and goofy. Yeah, it's like you're, it's like you're playing a Fender through like a Vox amp with like a DS1 distortion turned down to two. Um, you're not getting any of the tones that I would want to hear in, in a band playing this. If you threw if you threw an HM2 pedal on these riffs, I would like this at 50% more. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, if if And if you turned that fucking bass up and the low end was like growling and grumbling like it should be, I, I would like this more for sure. The riffs were pretty, uh, pretty standard fare. Um, they were not anything to write home about. But all in all, the songwriting was okay. It was uh, it was not bad, but the production was so off putting that I, I I have trouble thinking or talking about anything else. Honestly, it it sounded like heavy hardcore that just needs to fucking snack up on some burgers. Right? Yeah, for sure. You know, like it it was it was not menacing in any way. Right. It just sounded like a scrawny little angry kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny too. I'm glad we that we listened to that second song just because when we heard that first track, Cut the Cost, um, my my initial inclination 
And what I was going to say about it was, you know, okay, yeah, this is pretty, pretty straight ahead to the point, fast, hardcore, but it, there's something about it that makes me feel like it's being played by people whose, whose main bag is not this style of hardcore, who, who are maybe coming from, who are coming from a past in which they were more into like metalcore and shit like that. And they have seen the light and they're trying to turn over a new leaf and they're trying to play something better. Yeah. Um, and then here in this second song where there are still the, the DNA of the metalcore past is still like, is, is way more present than it was in cut the cost. All of my suspicions were confirmed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, man, I just please for the love of God, pay somebody to engineer somebody better to, to, to engineer your next release. Cause, uh, cause this is, this is not it on that tip. Uh, musically it's fine. Not for me, I think has a way to go on songwriting, but it's, it's passable. Um, but you gotta fuck, you gotta fuck around with that. And it, it may not even be the engineer because the, the, the recording was clean, but like you got to dial in that fucking guitar tone and shit, man. And, and turn the bass up. This is, this was just, I can't, I can't overemphasize enough how, how much the recording hurt this, this song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about it. All right. Fair enough. Ryan, thanks for sending it in. You're a champ. You didn't, you didn't trick us. You did not. We appreciate the attempt. Um, whatever. Fuck you. (laughs) Keep tuning in. Hopefully this didn't off put you and hopefully you'll, uh, convince your guitarist to put away the fucking, the semi hollow body telecaster with single coil pickups that he's playing for your heavy hardcore band. Um, let's roll the dice. All right. Uh, that's a three. All right. Three is Endorphins Lost, who, as I said, we have had on the show before, but I'm ashamed to say I can remember pretty much nothing about it. Well, I believe, I believe uh, Adam Walker used to play for this band. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Yep. Adam did used to be in this band. Like I said, I remember thinking this was pretty decent, but it evidently did not it did not stand out enough hey, to me to you know remember anything else about it we've heard probably 400 500 bands since then yes that is that is very true so unless so. you're the cream of the crop um you know the chances of me remembering exactly what your band sounds like pretty low um okay i don't think that i don't think he said that there is any particular song that we should listen to but just to make sure I'm going to double check. Um, let's see. Yeah, we're Seattle Power Violence Band. He says the new stuff is taking more of a direct power violence direction. Capcast meets Crossed Out meets Hatred Surge. Um, uh, no song is better than another, really. The Day the Well Went Dry is more punk, and Uptown Traffic is more nasty. The others fall in between those spectrums. All are good. Um, okay. So I don't want to listen to either of those songs then because I want to get a nice mix. So maybe we'll listen to, uh, the second track bounded choice. I was going to say maybe one of the, uh, minute long tracks like funerals to come. I think funerals to come it's one minute on the nose. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll listen to funerals to come by endorphins lost off of their demo 2020.
All right, we just heard the song Funerals to Come by Endorphins Lost off of their demo 2020. Nate, what'd you think about it? Right on with the capitalist casualties and those other sort of name drops. Um, yeah, that was dope. So, you know, there are, there are I, I have heard hundreds of bands that sound like this. Yeah. Um, that are doing this. And they all, you know, do it. There is, there's plenty that do it shitty, but the ones that, that do it, I do it well, I always like. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. Um, and this is an example of a band that does it well and I like, but it's just going to kind of like blend in with the rest of the stream of the other ones that I like. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like when I see, if I were to see this band live, I'd be like, Oh shit, this band fucking rips. And that was one of the better bands of this show. But then Mm -hmm. I don't know, next week I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's just endemic to this this style of of power violence you know it is it is that's that's my point is there's a lot of bands that do this i've heard a lot of bands that do this and when it's done well it wins it wins with me every time but that doesn't mean that i necessarily like recall exactly what it was you know in the future yeah it's one of those things where it's like (laughs) a band like this might play my house I think, oh, that band was super fucking dope. Dude, you guys were dope. You know, if I can have a good time hanging out and whatever. And then like, you know, a year later, they -hmm. come back through and I'm like, I can't remember what this band sounds like. I remember (laughs) the dudes were kind of cool. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that band's fucking dope. Dude, you guys are the best band I've seen all year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then uh, I forget exactly what you sounded like (laughs) by Friday. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. It's just uh, it's part and parcel to play in power violence and like other forms of like short, fast hardcore. And it's super fun to be in a band like this, right? Um, you know that that you know just yeah that stop start PV fast hardcore is always fun to play, fun to see, but it gets very generic. Yeah. Um, who was it? So I think one of the dudes from Hell Nation, like maybe. Uh, anyway, in in, uh, in um, short, fast, and loud, there was a there was a columnist that had an article like a, a, a monthly or whenever fucking short, fast, and loud was published, mm-hmm. um, you know, like bi monthly or whatever, called in in memory of generic thrash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it was like, yeah. yeah, generic thrash fucking rules, but all the bands sound exactly the fucking same. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So and the same and it is and it is no different. Uh, you know, twenty twenty five years on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was good. I'm, I'm, I'm in the exact same camp as you. This is, this stuff is totally a winner for me every time when it is well done. And this is undeniably well done. Um, well played. The recording was good. I I think that, uh, he apologized for the, the rough around the edges recording, but yo, because I think he said he recently took over all of the like recording and mixing duties. Um, this is good. I mean, this is a spec for a demo. This, this sounded great. Um, nothing to apologize for. This was a solid demo, especially for, uh, you know, as pre-production for an upcoming actual like LP or whatever. Um, this is totally passable. Uh, yeah. he, did a, he did a good job on this. Everything came through. Songwriting was good. I like the stop start stuff. Um, you know, I play, I, I just recently with a couple friends of mine released a power violence demo that is not, not all too different from this kind of stuff. Um, so I can attest to what Nate just said. It's always fun to play in bands like this for sure. Um, so I appreciate just uh, as a fellow musician, um, getting together and playing shit like this is a, a great fucking time. If I saw this live, I would probably have a good ass time and share similar sentiments to Nate. Think that you're probably the best band on the show and then forget what you sounded like in two weeks. Cause it's just the nature of the beast playing this kind of stuff. No, nothing personal at all. Um, for what this is, it's about, it's, it's up, it's up towards as, as well done as this kind of stuff can be for sure up towards the top. Um, yeah. 
I got really nothing else to say about it. It's just, nope. it, it's good, solid power violence. Nope. This, I tell you what, man, this is a, this is kind of a stinker, this show. This episode? Yeah. Yeah, I know. We don't really hate anything. Uh, we don't, we don't love enough, anything enough to like really sing its praises. And, and like um, the, the only thing that we really didn't like was ska. Right. Which is a given. Right. And like, yeah. this was the best thing we heard, but we right. just said that we'll never remember it because <laughs> yeah. we're not like their friends living in Seattle or in the band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? They can't all be winners. We've done a lot of these fucking shows. So I mean, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, this, this show sucks. Fuck. <laughs> Um, well, we can pivot to messages because, oh God, let's get through one more. How many messages do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I, 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 I thought you were going to stop at five. I was like, oh, cool. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. I was like, oh yes. And you went six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> you know, we don't have to have a message section of the show. Oh, I, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy it. And, I, you know, obviously the people that call in and waste their fucking time enjoy it too. So, and, you know, honestly, it's, it's good to hear from folks. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always, you know, happy to hear from our friends. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do one more band. Um, and then let's just like get through some messages. Okay. And, we- and, and, and let's, Let's try to be as succinct as possible on the messages. Okay, I'll we'll we'll try our right. best. I'm talking it's not like, in our it's not in our nature. I'll tell I'm you that. I'm talking much. like one monosyllabic response from the, both of us. <laughs> I, I I can tell you right now, I do not have the the capacity to pull that off. All right. Well, I'm already wasting time about it. So let's let's get to, let's get one more let's get one more in. All right. Uh, four. All right, four is Hetze, I think is maybe how you pronounce it, H-E-T-Z-E. The Bandcamp is hetze.bandcamp.com. This is the off of their split with Dismal Fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a band from Belgium. Don't know nothing about it. Uh, the f- song that they have queued up to play is Vile, which is the last song on here, so we will trust their intuition. Dude, look, look at that. I think they're naming their songs after other fucking hardcore on and, and punk bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Gag, gutter, big bite, void. Yeah, like it's so gag. Then I wonder if gutter is gutter knife. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? And then there's big they, bite. They're, clear, there's they're clearly they're clearly naming the, the song after gutter yeah. knife. Well, no, but I mean, like maybe like because then they have <laughs> they have big boy bite, then they have void and right. trapped and then creep vile. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're naming it after creep. Creep out. out right. And then they have Trapped Inside, which or Trap, which is clearly a reference to Trapped Inside, um, which is, you know, the uh, the uh, classic fucking, of course, I can't fucking remember the name of the band now. Um, the first LP from the classic fucking uh, Power Violence Band. Uh, why is my brain not working right now? Because this show fucking sucks. Um, lack of Interest? Oh, right? yeah, okay. And then Vile is clearly because of the first record with Corpse Grinder Fisher with Cannibal Corpse. Um, I was thinking it was probably probably Vile Gash. Oh, so I was thinking probably Cannibal Corpse. I oh, think yeah. it's probably Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, probably. All right. So we're going to listen to the song Vile by the band Headsay. Feed it, creep. Fire! 
We just heard the song Vile by the band either Hetz or Hetze or Hetzy off of their split with Dismal Fucker. They're a band from Belgium. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, that, that was, that was fine. I mean, this, you know, you know, when I was sold on the song, right? Uh, no, I don't actually. The pause and then, ugh, and then they fucking oh, sure. went back through it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was losing me otherwise. Um, you know, like, I kind of feel like this would have been better if it wasn't in English. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, this was fine. Um, the the things that the things that put me off about it, I ended up liking toward the end. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, you know, like I'm not like shitting a brick over this in any way. Like this, this is fine. It's it's you know aggressive fast hardcore that has its its catchy traditional moments to it um but it doesn't stand out in the crowd just like everything else tonight yeah yeah basically felt the exact same way man uh we i mean i I will say that like when i first heard the the vocals Mm -hmm. i was like what the fuck (laughs) yeah i agree what the fuck it sounded like someone's grandma choking on a fucking bread bowl (laughs) Um, but it grew on me. Um, and then when there was that little like breakdown towards the end, I was like, okay, have some fun with it. Right. And, uh, that at that point, then I was like, all right, this is a little better now. Like, cause those were the least, some of the least threatening vocals I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, I I didn't like the vocals. Um, they they did not grow, they did not grow on me. Like um, like who whoever whoever it is is doing that, um, does not have a trachea and a larynx built for fucking you know howling and fucking rage. No, certainly not. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it was musically fine. It was it was a style that I typically like for sure. Um, but the only remotely memorable part, and I use that term quite loosely because I'm certainly not going to actually remember it, but the only mm-hmm. part that like actually had me perking my ears up, the mosh part towards the end was fun. And I yep. was like, all right, cool. This is fun. Ha- nodding my head along. Up till then, they had pretty much fully lost me. Um, and not because it's bad, but just because there's there's really not a lot here to latch on to. It's just um, it, it's playing pretty pretty straight ahead contemporary hardcore with with obvious nods to classic influences and it's doing that just fine but the production isn't amazing the vocals definitely not my not my cup of tea um and uh there are just so many bands doing doing this exact style a million times better right now um sure they're fun fun to see live got nothing bad to say about it but i think our dreams were crushed you were you were hoping to roll the dice and we would land on something that we would have a stronger opinion about but uh just the opposite happened these are my least fucking favorite episodes right yeah me too man i don't even remember them you know no i don't and 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 i'm sure that our listeners don't either um we shouldn't even fucking publish it 
<laughs> well, here's the thing. For every for every episode like this and for every time we have, you know, five or six bands that we don't give a single fuck about, somebody discovers their new favorite release of the year. So That's true. I hope so. I hope somebody really like really fucking likes this band. Yeah. Um, I hope absolutely no one likes the ska band. The only thing, honestly, there were only two things on this entire list that I was like kind of stoked to, no, there was probably three. I was like, I was stoked to land on that. Um, what was it? Uh, violent Christian stuff. And that was, that was solid, you know, but, but like see, going I into totally it. I totally forgot we listened to that. And I said like endorphins lost was the best thing we heard. And it was because the violent Christian stuff is just so fucking middle of the road. Like, okay lost in the fucking crowd hardcore right but like it was legitimately good yeah i literally i i swear i forgot we even listened to that <laughs> yeah i don't know there was only a few things and one of the ones that we that we that i was like stoked to check out the one the only one that i was like really stoked to check out in terms of just how it looks and everything was the band from oslo uh Dofot or whatever i again, yeah no yeah because yeah. the way next week the art is fucking sick yeah um, it, that looks cool put it in next week because I'll, I'll avoid listening to it yeah indeed <clears throat> and i can't tell it might be terrible but it's all in you know uh, it's all in fucking norwegian on their page and mm -hmm. uh you know yeah it, the guy, I will say that the people in the band at the top look like fucking idiots. But I know, but that's promising to me. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess let's pivot to voice messages um, since okay. we couldn't manage to work up a single strong opinion about any right. band that we've heard. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is fucking Chili's. Um, I just want to say Applebee's keeps calling and talking shit about the diarrhea plate. Fucking your mom. And your girl got my dick diarrhea plate because I fucked him in the ass. We got fucking $4 appetizers on Thursdays. Applebee's can lick me from the front to the back, bitch. TGI Fridays. Peace. Well, there you go. I wish we had a genuine beef between TGI Fridays and Applebee's going on. I'm, I'm telling you right now that... Uh... TGA Fridays came weak. They didn't feel anything of what they just said. Nah, for sure. That was that, that was that was definitely a fucking wage slave that was just told by his manager to go record some shit, you know, on yeah. his fucking break. Nah, for sure. Yeah, if you're gonna call back in TGI Fridays, I expect that you send somebody to the phones with a, a little bit more uh a, 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 a more deeply held belief in what you're saying. Apple Applebee's brings the fucking thunder, and I can guarantee you I will not be going to TGA Fridays anytime soon. No, not after that week showing. No. All right, let's listen to the next one. All right. Fuck, well I guess that makes me twelve years old. Um I really, really like uh early A C D C quite a bit can't co-sign with Ryan Johnson that much, uh, but for the sake of the argument that was presented, I lean towards the Rose Tattoo as well, um, mainly because they're bluesier. But fuck, if uh, liking uh, Let There Be Rock makes me 12, I'm perfectly fine with that, except for the fact that possibly some fucking chicken hawk that listens to MGK might try to scoop me up. Later. <laughs> yeah, that was a good... This is a strong, strong closing line, <laughs> dude. Chicken hawk is a term that uh, is not used enough, and thank goodness because when it does pop off, it's it's like the perfect fuck. It's like when you see the word chicken hawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed for sure. 
Um, but yeah, so that was Larry Gargas, um, you know, consistently one of my favorite callers. I mean, look, yo, we we said what we said about ACDC. I actually will say Mark when he sent he sent a letter along with uh, the Night Prowler ta- tapes and said that he could scarcely believe what the fuck we were saying about ACDC on the previous episode. Um, <laughs> look, we we didn't actually say anything bad about them. We both said it's perfectly fine and enjoyable. And I and I think both of us even cop to like, yeah, those early records are fun. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like. Why do I ever need to revisit them? <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, I'm not. It's not like I'm. Uh, well, I mean, Brian Johnson, regardless. But I don't ever. Okay, I've said before too. It's like Led Zeppelin. I literally never need to hear another Led Zeppelin song as long as I live. That's fair. Ever. I will Never. say I, I I listen to Led Zeppelin actively quite a lot. But I know. I fair, know. It's a fair stance, though. I totally get it. Never need to hear it. Never need to hear. You know, as much as I fucking, as much as I fucking like a lot of their material, I by and large never need to hear like anything off Dark Side of the Moon or the fucking Wall or anything like that ever again either. Never. Yeah. Right. Right. So you know, it's it's like the same thing with ACDC. Like, yo, the Bon Scott era is fine and it's fun and a lot of those songs are dope, but it's not like I'm going back to that well a lot. And Brian Johnson, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, man, come on. Hell's bells? Are you fucking kidding me? Right? Yeah, come, come on. Come, come on. on. <laughs> and also take into account here, right? These are these are two men that play like a literal children's game every week. Um, so us saying that things are for 12-year-olds isn't even that much of an admonishment because our entire show is built around music that was literally invented by 16 and 17-year-olds. So we're, That's only, right. we're only four years off, you know? That's right. That's right. Um, all right, let's listen to the next one. Hey, it's Will. I'm an episode behind on this call, and I know Nate walked us back from the precipice a little bit, especially with the crow save, so nice work with that. But to address the wearing of rescued dog faces, um, my visceral reaction is that you lost me. It was some lowest common denominator shit, like some of the ignorant, brutal metal kids I went to high school with would have thought that was cool, but really it's just deranged and horrific, so, you know, very American. But... I really challenged myself with it because while ethically I could never support it on any level, I asked, is there a circumstance that I would at least find it impressive? And my answer is that it would have to be a face-off situation where the surgery would be as humane as possible, but the end result, if scientifically possible, was that there was a face swap where both sets of creatures, humans and dogs, got to resume their lives, but they were wearing each other's faces. Again, ethically fucked up. But as an idea, kind of interesting, and being that it's Halloween season, kind of on point flavor-wise, gone. There you go. It absolutely is ethically fucked up. I would not, uh, I would not like to see somebody wear the faces of rescued pit bulls. No, I'm just saying I would rather see that than seeing people wear clown masks and playing goofy music. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'd rather be challenged. I'd rather be taken out of my comfort zone. And. <laughs> I would much rather see a film where Nicolas Cage trades faces with a dog. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And at this point, I think you could get him to sign on for about anything. So if somebody wants to pen that screenplay and send it over to Nick, you probably have a pretty good chance of scooping him up for the role. There's some fucking wild new movie he's coming out in. I just saw a synopsis for that literally it's, it's, it's like somebody fucking shoved an AI into an N64 and had it write a script. That sounds amazing. Perfect. 
I'll watch, like, Nick, I'll watch it, Nick Cage at anything. It, it is. It looked like the the stupidest fucking premise for a movie, and I I, I can't remember what it is right now. Um, let me see if I can find it here real quick. Okay. God, he's got a ton of new movies coming out. Yeah, he uh, was he was in something recently too that actually looked pretty interesting to me that I just I forgot what it is. I'll have to look it up. Well, I I watched The Color Out of Space, which was okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it was okay. It was a you know modern adaptation of the tale. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I can't remember. But there was just some fucking absurd, absurd new like movie that he's supposed to be in that. Uh, yeah, whatever. Right. I mean, like more absurd than Mandy. Still, still one of my favorite. Which movies Mandy was dope, years, right? Yeah. But like more absurd than that. Right. Right on. Um. All right. Let's tackle the next one. Uh, that's just an empty one. Yeah. It's a butt dial. Yeah, I don't know if uh, whoever called just, uh, you know, I don't know if you you accidentally muted yourself or what, but I got 54 seconds of butt dial. So, um, all right. So we, we got to address the next one. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure just based off of uh, number recognition and how all, many times. All we're going to say called, is it's three minutes long. It's too long. Next call. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, AJ. You listen to the fucking show. You're in a Discord chat where you talk about it every week. You know what the fucking rule is. How could you possibly have sent a three-minute fucking long call to the show? That's insane. Um, all right, next. Yeah. My full legal name is uh, Your Father. Um, I'm here to call and say, essentially, um, last time I called, well, I basically insulted Nate saying he was a caveman. And the uh, the fuckwit, as you can hear the cockatoos in the background there, agreeing with me. The fuckwit ignored it. I just want to understand what he teaches, you know, as a professor about eating rocks and being a caveman. Anyway, my full legal name is Niall Big Hot Rod Keo. Uh, if you pronounce that wrong, you're fucking uncultured swine. And I just want to issue... Not a threat, a promise that once those borders open back up, I'll be coming for your little bottom boy butt. And you know, an Australian pounding is harder than ever. So enjoy my schlong, enjoy my dong, enjoy my banter, but also hate me while I ring you. All right. All right, Niall's gonna come for us and fuck our fuck our asses, I guess. Yeah, I think I, I, I guess uh, you know he thought that calling me a caveman would bait me into something. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not as uh, I'm not as flat headed as uh, as that to be so insulted. No, Besides, was... cavemen had to be way fucking smarter than we are today because they had to solve problems that affected their survival every fucking day. Right. Yes. We exactly. don't have to do shit to get through the day. Those motherfuckers had to fucking solve problems that allowed them to survive to the next goddamn day, and they had to do that every fucking day. Their gears were constantly turning on how to figure shit out. I'd like to see you figure out how to make a fucking arrowhead out of a goddamn rock. <laughs> Indeed. All right. On that, let's uh, listen to the next one. One. Zero. One. Three, two, zero, 
One, three. Oh, see, it's a Russian. I God damn it, I knew it. You think it's a you think it's a <laughs> Russian calling in their code to fellow? Yes, this, this is a Russian number station, right? Yeah, I, I it, it has to be right. That's exactly what that is. Um, all right, let's listen to the next one. The next one's from the same person. It, it is indeed, but this one looks like an actual an actual message, so I don't know. All right. Hello, hello. I'm just calling in regards to the Austin kid that called in. And I want to call back a little reference to another call earlier. Guy said that, you know, maybe the hosts of this show deserve to get their asses kicked or something. For, you know, whatever reason. People have opinions. You can have those. It's totally fine. I'm not saying the kid needs to get his ass kicked or anything, though. You know, he got a shitty attitude, wants people to die. I did the same thing at 21. Still do now. But the difference is, honestly, we're all bitches. You a bitch. The hosts of the show are bitches. I'm a bitch. You got to embrace your bitchdom, okay? Realize that you ain't shit, ain't never going to be shit. And that's all there is to it. Once you do this, you can find happiness in life. And maybe do something worth a fuck instead of playing dumbass pistol songs on your, uh, you know, Instagram page. Break your guitar. Fuck face. Love you. Yeah, well, he ain't wrong. Yeah, I guess not, no. Um, also, uh, that's uh, it's not a number that I recognize. I think so. I think they're maybe a first-time caller, but I don't okay. know. We, we get so many fucking numbers in here. Um, there's no way I could ever really fucking know. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's from Tennessee. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you ain't wrong. Like I said last time, sooner or later you reach an age where you realize that you are not a badass just waiting to happen. Yeah. And, uh, it ain't, it ain't ever going to happen for you. Nothing. Nothing's ever going to fucking happen for you. And at that point you can give up the, the farce, right? Yeah. Go get fully black pilled. That's right. Um, all right. We got another two from the same caller. I'm almost wondering if the first one is a, a mistake because it's only 22 seconds long and there's no like voice transcript. Yeah, let's just go to the second one because it's like minutes later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully I get up there to fish here the next week. I'll be texting you. 
All right. So there's Joe Stevens weighing in on the rose tattoo. Hey, thanks so much, Neil from Australia, <laughs> for making us talk about fucking ACDC so goddamn much. Yeah, yeah. Who would have fucking guessed it that we'd be having in-depth conversations about ACDC and rose tattoo on our fucking hardcore punk podcast in the year 2020? Thanks for, thanks a- for invigorating that fucking uh, inspired discourse. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Fuck them both. How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Throw them both in the fucking ocean. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't. I, I can't even pretend to to conjure up a fucking strong opinion about this matter. At this no, point. I can't either, man. Like it's six yeah. o'clock, and I'm fucking hungry. I don't. Give we a shit. said the early ACDC records are good. But yeah. who gives you shit? It's <laughs> yeah. fucking ACDC. Right, yes. Right? Yeah, it's not a band yeah. I ever wish to have actively Ooh. discuss, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. But I'm glad you guys have opinions about ACDC and Rose's Head, too. Yeah. I guess I do, too, but I'd much rather just go make myself some fucking pasta and go on with the rest of my night than try to then restate them once again here, so. Yeah. So on that note, we'll uh, do some quick house cleaning. Um, yo, if you ordered a shirt, they are at the printers. I should have them in hand within the next few days, and then I will be getting them in the mail for you, uh, as well as uh, some little bonus treats for you guys. Um, Hope none of you guys have nut allergies, because uh, <laughs> there's going to be a whole lot of fucking tree nuts packed in with your shirts, so be careful. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's packed full of fucking walnuts. Um, if you want to send music into us, it is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. If you want to join the Patreon, it is patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. We actually do have a couple new patrons, uh, Ian Manis, $5 patron. Shout out to you. Thank you for that. And then we got a new $10 patron, uh, David M Niles. Thank you for that very much. Um, you, you joined too late to get a t-shirt, but we'll send you some other cool stuff, I guess. Um, also, I think Ian Manis, I think Ian plays in that band that we shit on twice. Um, fuck, what were they fucking called? They were the band that sent in some stuff that they, they described as power pop, but it just sounded like Blink-182. Oh yeah. I, I, their name, uh, Sweet Soul, Sweet Soul. Yeah. Um, a lot of people fucking like that band. So, uh, you know, I, it, it missed off us for whatever reason. If I'm wrong about this and it's not the same cat, then my mistake. But if memory serves, it is. And if so, yo, shout out to becoming a patron, even after we shot your band down two times in a row. Um, hey, who the fuck are we, right? Right, indeed. Uh, evidently, we're somebody who deserved $5 of his hard-earned money every month, so... Um, yeah, we got, uh, we got, we got some new ideas for the Patreon cooking up, um, pretty, pretty good ideas if you ask me. So tune in, we got a, we dropped a new, uh, a new playlist a few days ago. Reminder on those, even if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, check it out every week. Um, typically every week we'll put up a new mixtape, uh, in which Nate and I go back and forth, just sort of curating music that we like. Sometimes it's contemporary, sometimes it's old mixes stuff. Um, usually with a loose theme thrown in there, it's been a lot of fun to do so far. Um, and then finally, if you want to call 260-222-8341, just make sure it's a minute and a half or less and try not to stack your calls. Um, we're only listening to one per episode, AJ for the love of fucking Christ, leave a minute and a half long less message, please next time. And uh, if you like what you hear, rate, review on iTunes, all that good shit. Other than that, I don't have anything else to say. Nate? Nope, I'm going fishing. All right, peace.